J. And I'm Tendai, and welcome to Exanial. Okay, so you're probably wondering what is Exanial. Okay, I'm not going to lie, I'm just kind of learning to say it myself. It's a bit of a tongue twister. But yeah, it's about being born in the 80s, stroke 70s, and that whole era coming to our 40s and what experience that experiences that's going to bring. Yeah. We're actually a Birmingham-based podcast, so hey to everybody out there. Big up to all the Birmingham, the Brummies, yeah, whatever yeah. it is you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, the whole idea of Exanials is pretty much exploring what it means to be living in this kind of environment yeah, of this at this, in this generation of the, of this age and you you almost feel like you're in two worlds because mm, definitely. you're you grew up with certain things yeah. or internet you grew up without, without. the internet <laughs> you grew up with um telephone lines and things like that mm. and actually um the Analog. internet interrupting the telephone line yep uh Mommy telling you to get off the line, who you're talking to, chat rooms. Yes, chat rooms. Those multiple My windows, gosh. don't know much about that. Yeah, yeah. MSN chat. <laughs> your first hotmail, that read ridiculous, but you thought you was cool. Yeah, you know, everybody <laughs> had those weird um, internet names. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to even say what mine was. Well, I'm not going to say what mine was. I'm not going to say what mine was either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Slightly embarrassing now, but I'm sure you could all relate if you think back to... Having your first email account, having your first Hotmail account, um, MSN chat rooms, as we said before. There was quite a few other chat rooms that don't come to mind right yeah. now. But And then going through things like, I don't know if you guys know this, but High Five. Does anyone know High Five? I don't remember High Five. High I do Five remember was before MySpace. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. I didn't have one, to be fair, because I felt it was more for the artists and the mm. up-and-comings and people that had really something yes, to say. I, I agree. Didn't want no one in my business, so I didn't want to be putting anything out there. But um, yeah, just that different generation, pen pals. I definitely used to write my family in the Caribbean and in the Americas. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. That yellow paper, those envelopes that the folded. Blue, the blue paper. I yeah, remember the blue um, paper. always, like, whenever we'd get, like, a, a letter and it would be in blue, I knew it would come from my yeah. nan because she would send it from England to where we were at the time. Yeah. Um, and that's just something I remember, like writing a letter to your friends. Yeah, and practicing uh, that handwriting, starting it over and over. My handwriting wasn't the best. <laughs> I had to try really hard. And so. my mum looking at it and be like, you can't send that. It has to look proper and not wanting to look like you couldn't write well to your mm. family in America and the Caribbean. Yeah. And, ma- and making sure that you, well, I, co- I did I collect stamps? I can't remember collecting stamps, but I like the idea of buying a stamp putting the stamp, licking it, or putting it on the thing. <laughs> I used to beg other people for their stamps. But I do remember um, writing airmail, 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 all over the letter. Part avion. Yeah. <laughs> Part avion, yeah. And yeah. feeling like going to the post office and feeling really special that I was sending something that was going across the ocean and then my cousins getting yeah. it. I used to get quite upset when they didn't respond as quick, mm. but maybe that was just the mail that took Yeah, long. and then you obviously you have to deal with that, this, the snail mail and yeah. it not getting there on time. And then, But I suppose that kind of builds the anticipation and makes yeah. it more precious. Definitely. Whereas now with emails, it's just pretty much Emails instant. are a bit of a burden, to be fair. Because like, you get you so get many. so many. And it's not you, that special. Yeah. And you tend to lose the ones that you really want to see, even though you flag them, but that's mm. another story. But being um, of our generation, we understand those two both concepts. Both worlds. Both worlds, definitely. And it's interesting being our age group, having to learn the technology, but being young enough to kind of grasp it mm-hmm. and then watching your parents or your aunts and your uncle not really knowing what to do. Exactly. And it was almost not having one over on them, but it was like, okay, I've got to show my dad how to do this or my yeah. mom how to do this or my auntie. Setting up or, your, your mother's Facebook account. Yes. <laughs> my gosh. Should we choose that picture? No, mum. No. <laughs> But yeah, but, um, but we're um if you're thinking who are we, where we're from, as I said, we're from Birmingham. We're two Afro Caribbean ladies. We're both natural. So I, Jay, I've got my locks rocking. If you see the attitude when she was like, she <laughs> you just got to tipped her head and she's like <laughs> rocking her hair. I love um, my dreads. I love them too. They're gorgeous. Thank you. I had locks. Tendai speaking, by the way. I had uh, locks. I guess in my mid-twenties and I really loved it however I just felt like I wanted something different so I straightened it and then after that I just went back natural like I could just cut it 
all off just went like did the big chop and then i've just grown it natural ever since and just to let you know tinder's afro is shiny it's big it's curly it doesn't feel like that sometimes yeah but it looks good i would tell you i'm your girl Okay. I'd be like, girl, fix your good hair. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> you should know why now. Jay would tell you as it is. So, yeah, anything else that we could mention about our generation? So, we are... It's a bit of a secret, guys, what now it's out there. We are going to be turning 40 in the 2020. Woo-hoo. So, yep. So, everyone's like, oh, you're turning 40? Yes. And I'm very happy to say that mm-hmm. I've had an experienced life. I've done things with my life. But we are very conscious of the fact of, okay, by now, by your 20s, you should have got certain educational accolades. In your 30s, you should be getting married and have children and have yes. a house. And all these timelines that are li- lined up for us. Um, sorry, who asked you? Exactly. Why do we have all it's these a restrictions lot of as females? Mm. And I feel like, I think people just tend to put like a time limit on on people's growth yeah definitely and i was reading uh an artist an article or a quote that i saw somewhere that spoke about your timing is your timing there's no there's nothing to say that you should get a house by this age or you should be married by this age and it happens in different ways with different people and we're not against progression or people that have done those things within a certain timeline but the people that I know have done those things, it's their own timeline. It's not what society tells you. Because really, if you think about it, if you live to 100, which some of my, not directly my family members, but some people I know and my my close relatives and associates have got people that have lived to 100. If you get to 30, mm-hmm. please believe, let's do the maths. You're not even halfway. So realistically, what is the hurry? Yeah, and this whole idea of when, when people say, oh my gosh, you're turning 40. And I'm like, 40 isn't actually that old as you were saying in the grand Mm-mm. scheme of things it isn't. and what what does actually what does 40 actually look like exactly uh, well I have a theory about. I have a theory that for every age you turn as the years pass by and if you're a parent which I am you will know every age your child turns is new for them and it's new for you so mm. I don't know what 40 looks like Am I supposed yeah. to take a picture of myself at Fortune and be like, hello, this is me? Mm. And every year, every year you go through new experiences. Some things are the same, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying every time you turn an age and your birthday comes around, it's the first time you are today's age. Mm-hmm. Yesterday isn't the same as today. Every day is a new day. And we know, those of you that read our Bibles, the graces and promises of God are new every day. So that's what we need to be focusing on. What's happening today? Let's live in the present and stop being so focused on the future. I'm not saying don't plan. Definitely plan and have a structure about your life. But don't be so hell-bent on it that you forget to live your life in the moment and enjoy yeah, what's happening. I agree. I, agree. I, think, um, I think it was my mum who said, who mentioned this, that when you get to a certain age, I think when you're younger mm-hmm. and you look upwards so you're looking at somebody who's in their 60s or 50s you tend to think oh my gosh how does it feel to be that age Mm -hmm. but actually she was saying that you 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 feel like you you feel like you're the same person that you were even though of course you've had different experiences and you you you've attained certain things mm-hmm. you are still innately who you are yeah whether yeah. it is your 20 or whether it is your yeah. your 60 so i think that's something to look forward to and even if i think look back now and i think when i was 20 i couldn't imagine myself as being, being 40 exactly. like what like exactly. 40 no way but, but like think... now you've experienced it now yeah. i'm nearly there it, it feels okay and I actually am embracing going back to the point of you know your different experiencing experiences making you who you are and, yeah. and experiencing something new for the first time as being yeah, definitely. I'm I'm very much more confident than I was say 20 years definitely. ago definitely and I think and that comes with age yeah in your 20s and 30s especially in your 20s I feel like you feel like you know all this stuff and some of us you haven't think been. You, know. <laughs> you think you know exactly. Mm-hmm. Some of us haven't had the experience of having certain knowledge and experiences kind of shown to us. Mm-hmm. So when you're now experiencing certain things, like if you've never seen a marriage, for example, but then everyone's telling you should go and get married. Um, I don't actually know what that's about because I haven't yeah. seen it. Or if someone's telling you, okay, you should be having children. But if you've only, say if you're an only child, for example, you only see that aspect. And if you're a, you're a single parent home, you only see certain aspects. You're not yeah. going to get to see those things until you experience it for yourself. So the point is, you have to just kind of live 
for your moment at that time mm-hmm. and I pray that you have that. the the guidances and the the wisdom to kind of take on the um, you know the responsibility yeah. and the wisdom to kind of hold on to the things from your past that I think okay I want to keep this I want to keep this I want. that I'm not so sure of that experience didn't really do well for me mm-hmm. so let's kind of move that away yeah. but you still went through it to know what you now know yeah. <laughs> my mum always says people don't know what they don't know let that marinate people yeah. do not know what they don't know so how are you going to know until you get there until you experience you're not going to know for it yourself. for real yeah so it's interesting and you know it goes back to this whole idea of young people feeling that they know everything because obviously you you think you know you think you know and you think your parents are wrong for telling you yep. certain things but you don't know what you, you don't, don't know. know what you don't know and so, i think that parents um, as we've got older sorry to cut your tins out no, as no. we've got older you start to realize that the people that love and care for you you if you really scratch at the surface they're the same people that have been consistent and sometimes you get some people that don't want to listen to their family and friends, the people that have always been there, the people that have always supported them, always loved mm-hmm. them and cared for them. They meet some new Sally Ann two years ago and Sally Ann said something, so, oh my gosh, it's this new revelation. But your mum tried to tell you that 15 hey, years ago. Either. Do you have the gumption now to go back to your mum and say, mummy, do you know what? You was right. Mm-hmm. I find myself saying a lot to my mum, a lot. <laughs> I, I say that to my mum a lot. I <laughs> I say that to my mum a lot nowadays. I'm like, mummy, you know when you said this or you know when you said that? you was right Mm -hmm. and I feel so I feel happy and humbled to know that I can go back to my mum and say that and I have my mum I don't have any grandparents so for me I feel like my experience of certain things is quite limited because I don't have my grandma died when I was quite young one died when I was six the other one um, was a different kind of situation but she's also passed so therefore for me I don't have certain um, elders and certain yeah. knowledge and wisdom that other my other peers may have so yeah. certain things I really don't know and it's not that I'm naive it's not that I'm uncultured it's that I haven't actually seen it and experienced yeah. it and I think that your culture and your how you grow to be is also your friends as well as you grow older and mm. that, that's that's a very how can I say, integral thing to be able to choose friends wisely and who chooses you and who you choose. Yeah. It's very important, you know, who you kind of share your energy with and who, who you have oh, in your yeah, space. Oh, yeah, that's a whole but it other comes, topic <laughs> trust to be me, talking about. We'll get to that, but energy. it comes with experience. It definitely yeah. comes with experience. Yeah. I think I've been blessed in the sense that I've had, for most of my my adult life so far, <laughs> I've had my both of my grandparents. Mm. My nan passed away last year. Um, my maternal nan um, but I still have my paternal um, grandmother and I have my maternal grandfather so that's a blessing within itself because I've been able to even just learn from their own experiences and their mistakes that they've made as well and just try and put that into my life do you think that having the elders around you enables you to have certain wisdom that you probably will find that maybe I don't have and I'm not asking you to throw shade at me I'm just I don't asking. think so I don't necessarily think so no but also in terms of um, how can I put this I think that sometimes there is a disconnect between this younger generation I'm going to put myself in there yes I'm young people this just young- talked about young you <laughs> are as young as you feel this so, younger yeah. generation and the elders Mm-hmm. So for me, I actively seek out older people. Like I have a really, really good friend and her mom is considerably older than mine. And I've right. kind of, she doesn't know me. <laughs> but in my head, I've adopted her as, as kind a of a grandparent yeah. because I don't have that. So she's, you know, feel... she's mature. She's Jamaican. She's a Christian. So certain times when I have certain conversations with her, I'm not actually getting that from her anywhere else. Yeah. And I find my question to you is, do you think that they are bringing they're bringing something to your life or questions that you can ask them or things that they talk about that are solely beneficial that you can only get from that eldership? I think to an extent because for me I'm big on heritage I'm yeah. big on roots and knowing where you come from and knowing who your, your family is and stuff like that and I was and I am able to get that from them they're able to tell me about the past and you know their life stories and and th- who their parents were and 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 kind of give me a really good picture of who I am as an individual. But at the same time, I feel like everyone can benefit from an elderly uh, person or somebody from another generation. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody from your family. So I found that. You found that in somebody else. To do, yeah. 
um and i think it's important to do that and you and you can get that wisdom yeah. elsewhere it doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't have your grandparents then that you're you're lacking yeah you're lacking i think i felt like it is I a was. compliment i felt like i was it definitely I, I don't get me wrong like it is a complete blessing to have that yeah it's kind of different in the sense that i didn't grow up with them in in and around me all oh, the time okay, okay we were always in different countries and things yeah. so I suppose that might be another experience to have yeah. also. But, you know, I feel even though that is within itself a blessing or it does complement, it does enhance your life, mm-hmm. you can still find that in other ways. So if you, you know, people tend to get that in church a lot. Okay, so when yeah. they go to church and, you know, you've ha- you have like the elderly, the elderly or a mentor yeah. or something like that yeah, that can impart true. knowledge or a neighbor or even an aunt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's always opportunities for you to gather that kind of wisdom mm-hmm. from people within our community. And mm-hmm. I, I do feel like some people lack that. Yeah. So they don't necessarily. We, we live in a society that is pretty much enclosed. People don't. And it's very different from the Caribbean in mm-hmm. the sense that you don't uh, look out for your neighbours as much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I suppose maybe people might argue against that fact, but I I don't think I that think it's I not. I do, but I have to make an effort. You make an effort to do it. I feel like it. sometimes I'm not a people person. <laughs> but if you don't make the effort, it's not going to happen. Gonna go past, it's just it's yeah. not. It doesn't come as nat- as natural. Yeah. And yeah, I I would say that, that, that people community. who don't have that sense of community, yeah. there is a deficit. I would, okay. I would say that. All right, um, so maybe guys go and see if you can adopt a granny. <laughs> or if you if you do have your grandparents in your life, spend time cherish, with them. Cherish them, yeah. cherish them. And some people would say, they're okay, so we know, but I suppose we'll talk about toxic relationships and things. Yeah, some, some people point. feel that if the older person hasn't made an effort, then why, why should they, you, as a yeah, young the young person, definitely. go to, work, well, go to the older person? On that note, We'll definitely get onto this in other episodes. Remember, guys, this is our season one, episode one, so keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say here is that all relationships, whether it's your friend, your mother, your father, your child that you've birthed yourself, or a stepchild, or however it is, all relationships take effort, and they all are a yeah. two-way street. Like, my mm-hmm. brother always says to me, to have friends, you have to be a friend. Now... <laughs> I've been told to, that I to can get be, gifts you have to give, you gifts. Have to give this, gifts. That's just life. It's just how it goes. The principle of life. Yeah. So you have to kind of put out to get back and yeah. don't let it. It's not the fact of you do things to get something back, but that's just how. To me, you should just be naturally like naturally in that way. Like when people first meet me, I've been told I'm unfriendly. I can come across, you know, I haven't got the nicest resting face. I'm not gonna say the word, but I haven't got but the is nicest that resting face. But I, I just think it's, I think it's question. just being black, black and female. I was just going to say that there are a lot of I've I've had this several times. I am good, you know. I'm happy. I'm walking about my happy old way, and, and somebody why are you face like smile, that? Put a smile on your face now. I'm like. I'm happy. Why are you telling me to put because a you smile must walk on my face? Like because Cheshire I'm a woman. Cheshire One, cat. you wouldn't tell a man that. Exactly. And two, because. I don't know what the black disp- the, the black f- um, female disposition is that people just feel it's okay to say you should feel a particular... You don't know what kind of day I've had. Exactly. Who are you to come and tell exactly. me I must uh, and I put think a smile it should on be, my face? And you have to find, like we were yeah. just saying, you get back what you give out. So instead of saying to me, oh, why is your face like that? How about you smiling at me and telling me if you feel like I need that smile, give me one so I can reciprocate. Yeah. Asking me why my face is like that, it's just going to stay like that. It's not yeah. going to, you're not impressing me to do anything different. I'm just looking at you like, what are yeah, you talking exactly. to me for? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you haven't brought anything to my day. Be an enabling person. Be a uplifting person if that's what you want if to you receive. Want Don't be asking people why is their face set so because it's actually none of your business unless you're going to help them in some kind of way. you asking that question, you're just wasting oxygen. It, it's really. one of the things that really, really irritates me. I get it all the time. Trust me, I'm like, I don't know, because, uh, I don't know if I should say it. Or I'll just say it. I'll just, I'll <laughs> say it anyway. Um, uh, black women tend to have thick lips yeah. and like sometimes like the way I'll just be in my natural state looks exactly. like my face is pushed up, yeah. like my mouth is pushed yeah. up. And then you, you keep getting comments like, why your mouth, what, like, yeah, why, fix your mouth, yeah. or, and I'm just... This is how no. my mouth stays. What exactly. you need to do 
is mind your business. business. <laughs> to put mind it bluntly. To put it bluntly. Um, so guys. It, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um <laughs> we just had a little technical hitch, but we back. Okay, so we wanted to move on and something that's quite close to our hearts. We've just missed it, so hopefully when you listen to this um episode okay. you can go back and look at this week, well between the ninth and tenth of October two thousand and nineteen people is Baby Lust Awareness Week. Baby Lust between the 9th and 15th, sorry, <laughs> of October is Baby Lust Awareness Week. So we just want to signpost, first of all, there is a website you can go to if this is a issue that's close to your heart or you want to read upon it or just generally interested if you are a female that's ex- experienced this or even a male that's experienced this. It, ex- it um, affects, affects both sides, male and feel, female, husband and wife, whatever your scenario is, if you've experienced this, you know, our heart goes out to you, we're thinking that, about you at this time so the website is www.miscarriageassociation.org.uk and it's just to raise awareness really um it talks about the effects on the whole family the children as well because just imagine as a child you may see mommy you know expecting and then all of a sudden what you think and what you know if you're old enough to know what's happening or your parents might have sat you down and said you know mommy and daddy you're gonna have another little brother or sister and it doesn't happen so i think we miss out the fathers we miss out the other family members and we can miss out the children as well and not necessarily your or the children if you haven't had any yet but your nieces and nephews may have watched and looking forward to it and it's really i'm getting i'm finding it hard to express this because it's a issue that's close to our heart personally um so on the website they talk about um getting psychological therapy if you need it um there's a phone number as well zero one nine two four two hundred seven nine nine um and just the statistics on there, you'll be surprised how common it is. Yes. And I want to give an apology out to anyone that knows me that I've asked and said, oh, when are you having children? Or, you know, when you're having another one, I apologise. Because I now realise that it may not be that you haven't wanted to have children or it may not be that you are just not doing it. There may be other issues. So yeah. I think it's really important that we're mindful of that. And as we were talking previously about your age group and where you are, Please don't be asking a woman when she's having children. Mind your own business in the most polite way. Even mums and grandmas, it's not that easy. There's other issues that we have to take into consideration when it comes yeah. to having children and go dealing with childbirth. Yeah. Um, as Jay said, this is something that is close to our hearts. I have experienced child loss. Um, I won't go into much detail where that is concerned, but I'll just address maybe a couple of issues that are surrounding that whole um experience um so one of the first things that i is dear to my heart really is one the notion of not having children or people saying to you why don't you have kids or when when you when are you gonna have kids there's a quote that's going on um there was it was going on on social media facebook or whatever that says when people don't have money do people ask why don't you so you don't want any money well, you don't have like, an education when are you going to get your education no it's so just because you don't have it doesn't mean that you do not want and in the first place it's really important for people to be sensitive about what they say to 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 other people and to other women and not to make presumptions yeah um so i'm just going to talk about things that i feel are useful to say Mm-hmm. Um, before I do that, uh, Jay, you just mentioned it. A lot of people have experienced miscarriages or stillbirths or um, late pre- pregnancy losses. Or infertili- infertility, infertility issues. Infertility. A lot. And I only knew this when I experienced it myself. And in speaking to other people about my experiences, they too then opened up. Mm-hmm. It is not something that people necessarily volunteer. And I couldn't understand why yeah. because it is a very pretty much a, a taboo um as a woman you very much feel like you're a failure your body has failed you um and you you haven't met the expectations of 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 other people mm-hmm. so you can understand why 
you know people try to not uh, talk about yeah, it sorry to cut you but especially if it's something that you've discussed with your fiance boyfriend husband and you're like okay we're gonna do this and you have like a kind of life plan which is a big thing nowadays mm-hmm. people will make plans and but sometimes unfortunately our plans especially when it comes to something as let's face it bringing children into the world is a miracle that we almost take for granted but for some people it doesn't happen so i just wanted to add that point yeah it doesn't and it and if it doesn't happen it doesn't mean to say that you're less than than. no uh and that's something that i've had to come to terms with personally so i don't have any children at the moment living children uh and this is something that i have to deal with on a daily uh so things to say or things not Not to to say. say yeah so don't say everything happens for a reason no that's that's something that really irks me i mean i can understand and and to be fair a lot of these comments come from a good place people want to people sometimes don't know what to say because it's it's awkward it's not like the grief of you know a mother or father passing away Mm -hmm. it's very it's just the the nature of it is very sensitive so people would say you know everything happens for a reason well Probably you're probably right, but well, I, please that's don't start not listing them as yeah. to why someone may or may not or have lost tr- their start child. To, yeah. that's just not and then another you. thing is, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Maybe mm-hmm. you're not. And then you you it's the whole assumption that uh, the person isn't is the person has failed mm-hmm. if you you continue to give those those kinds of um, tips. So that's something that you just just be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to say, for example, if a, if a woman has a child already and they happen to have a, a miscarriage, uh, you don't want to say, well, at least you have so-and-so. That That's not great either. That's um, because that each loss... I've had that said, had that said, said to me. To I'm you. in the other situation whereby I have... Um, I've had a child already and that church actually... Someone was like, "Oh, do church you is know, notorious for them things." Do you not you know, know um, that the Lord says, "Go forth and multiply." Um, yes, I read the same Bible as you, but how is that? How is you saying that to me helping me right now? And I think that we need to be more sensitive. Now, I'm not bashing church. I'm a Christian and I go to church, but I have to say that when it comes to certain issues, we need to be much more sensitive to each other, especially as we're all Amen. women. We know what we go through. Well, we may not understand it if you've never been there, but just try to le- be a little bit more sensitive. Just put your f- yourself in their shoes just for a minute and mm-hmm. think about how would you feel if you're trying to have a child or you've had miscarriages or even a stillbirth. I couldn't... That hasn't happened to me, but yeah, even to think about it now, I'm actually choking. I'm struggling to yeah. articulate myself because it's a very serious, um, heartfelt... And it's unspoken. Like, that was one of the reasons that me and Tim, Tindai and I, sorry, um, wanted to do this podcast. So just think about, we're not saying, oh, let's talk about everything that's taboo, but certain things just need to be discussed out there in the, out open. There in the open. So you're not feeling like you can't talk to anyone. And that can almost lead into you having um, depression, anxiety. Mm. You know, when you go to these places, different, you know, your job or church or a social event, and, you know, you may have a bit of a pudge and people might think, oh, is she pregnant? You may, oh, have, you may have just lost the child. I've had that several times. Are you pregnant? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, and I, it's 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 upsetting to be yeah, honest because upsetting. if you've just been pregnant, especially if it's a late uh, term pregnancy, mm-hmm. your 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 stomach doesn't necessarily go. Away. So you have all of the signs and signs symbols, of pregnancy, yeah. but. Or, or signs that you were pregnant but you yeah. don't have the actual you child, have the so, child and then when people remind you of yeah. that it becomes and difficult. then you have to obviously shower bath you know get dressed every day and you're looking at yourself and in you're the seeing mirror, all of and the, you're seeing all yeah. of that and then you've probably just got through that three four hours ago leaving the house in the morning and now it's lunchtime and someone in the staff room or in the coffee shop or wherever you are at the sandwich like, oh da, 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 da. and i don't think it makes a difference whether you know the person or not because it can go both ways. If you don't know them, you might be able to be like, okay, they don't know me. Yes. But at the same time, Wes, I don't know you. Why are you even bringing this to me? Mm. Why are you even saying that to me? Yeah. yeah. Um, another assumption is that if it's an early miscarriage, 
some people feel like oh well it's just a little thing like it wasn't really a baby yet in a woman's mind from the time she knows that she's pregnant and she wants that pregnancy she's already envisioned envisioned this child so for me like the uh, early pregnancy loss is you're grieving what would have been of this child and so that grief is pretty much the same as any kind of grief that you would experience and no one doesn't get we always talk about i remember irene um there was a lot of conversation just to a slight tangent but you'll see where i'm going with it there was a lot of conversation about oh racism and people not telling black people how to feel this is the same nobody doesn't get to tell a woman or should have the right to say how you should feel about what's happened to your body what's happened to your could have been would have been child what's happening in your family situation you can't say oh you shouldn't feel like that i will ask the question again who are you you cannot tell me how i should feel that's not your place so if you're going to put something out there to me and i respond in a certain way you've put it out there to me i'm going to respond however i'm going to respond you can't control my responses in such a sensitive issue as well Mm. i just want to go on to uh I just want to go on to what you should say. Yeah. To this is tips for me as well, guys. Because as I said, I used to make the mistake of asking people about their <laughs> family you can, previously. Yeah, what you can do. So, if you don't know what to say, to be honest, just don't say anything. Don't say nothing. <laughs> the, when I say don't say anything, I mean be there. Yeah. So be there for anything that that person might need, or. Um, and just acknowledge that okay i know this is a difficult time for you is there anything that i can mm-hmm. do to help you um so you don't need to actually say anything mm-hmm. what i found useful is those people who were just like i'm here for you yeah um that was what were that was what i found um helpful as opposed to them trying to offer mm-hmm. solutions or to even the issue. just saying for me let's face it it's a death isn't it it's it is, a death yeah. so for me I'm not going to lie. I'm not the best person dealing with things like that. But any friend that's gone through anything like that for me, I always say, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't really know what to say to you, but I am here if you need me. And it might be just a text of, you know, blowing a kiss or going up to them and giving them a hug. It can be a non-verbal action just to show them. Yeah, a card. Flowers. Flowers or um, just, you know, something. Something that you think that they would like, Mm. whatever that thing is. Another thing that I wanted to mention, which is really, really important to me is remembering as well so if you know that somebody has gone through something somebody who's close to you in whatever capacity and they've had a miscarriage or they've they've lost um, a child in in late pregnancy remember them if they've if that per if they gave that child a name say that child's name Mm -hmm. and actually refer to the child because that is so significant because you're you're showing your friends your loved mm. one that That's you remember their you remember that yeah. what happened to them so even if it's like on a yearly basis or whatever it is mm. around that same time how are you doing are you okay i know mm. this is when that happened you know what can i do to help mm. you Some and just tips, remembering tips that that that's for fantastic me is like tips. crucial yeah i'm gonna keep that in mind i'm definitely yeah. gonna keep that in mind um another thing well, I can, I can go to town on this. <laughs> well, as and you can hear, guys, it's um really close to our hearts. So we just want you to, if you get a chance to look at the website, if you know anyone or you've gone through it yourself, as I said before, our heart goes out to you. I've actually just passed Tinder on my phone and she's looking at um <laughs> at an Instagram account. And this person um illustrates women's issues around child loss or, you know, fertility issues really, really well. Yeah. Her name is Peniel Enchil. Um, so you can follow her uh, on Instagram, Peniel E. Apenteng. I hope I said that correctly. And she kind of does lots of um, illustrations. Um, so you can go and check her out. She's got this really cool one. Um, and she's titled it, What If? And it's got a baby with um, angel wings. Uh, and I thought that was a really nice way of capturing some of the pain yeah. that um a lot of women have to yeah. face yeah. so yeah go yeah. and check it out um she does cards and things like that as well so as we said before about cards and gifts and stuff like that it might be something that i don't know if that one's on a card but you never know if there's enough requests for it um she might put it out okay. but 
yes guys something that we wanted to talk about okay moving forward i want to talk about something i'm holding the flyer but you guys can't see but i'm quite excited <laughs> okay um i went on the weekend to black girl fest it was on the 12th of october and it was at the business design center down in london and guys it was amazing so let me just talk you a little bit through it it's a yearly event i think this was the biggest one i think it's been going well yeah it's been going for three years you can follow them if you um google or on your instagram page search for black girl fest they have an instagram that you can follow and what it is about obviously black women getting together they have a marketplace where you've got your hair products different designs clothing um fashion artists canvassing all different kind of things they had activities for the children as well if you want to take the children along they had workshops so i went to where we went to they had a mental health workshop whereby it was um what is your vision for mental health and it was different sessions so you could go and sit around a table there was a lovely lady i'm going to try and find her name i can't find it right now and she was a doctor she's a doctor and she had suffered from mental health herself and there's actually a book that she has edited the book is called the color of madness yeah the book is called color of madness that has an instagram page as well and it was really really enlightening with regards to mental health and what we talk about and what we don't talk about and in the end you had to write down your vision for um, mental health and it was going to be when it was building to be a big scroll so like a mind map of different ideas and things that people had around mental health and it was enlightening for me discussing it with others um, I actually found myself praying with one lady whose daughter is suffering from mental health and we connected, we exchanged emails and stuff like that. So the networking was fantastic. Seeing so many of people that look like me in the same place, sharing the same space, all doing their different things. There were some seminars as well. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, I would definitely recommend you follow them and look out for the event next year. Um, so it was just an amazing it happen event. once every year? It happens once every year. This was the third year running. Um, so I'll just give you, as I said, there was the mental health, there was a creative theatre workshop, there were some really good speakers. So I went to um, Black Women and the Academy, Academy. so it was a panel um, with some a doctor, Nicola Rowlock, and some other doctors, um, Rihanna Walcock, which are different researchers, and they were talking about how we manoeuvre ourselves in these institutions that, let's face it, are run by... Um, white males from a different class from us you know don't really understand us but they want to be telling us what we should be researching <laughs> and changing we, except those these ladies were talking about how we can change the narratives if we're writing the phd papers and if we're getting our work published and archiving our own history we can start to change it for the generations coming up mm. so it was really really good um i would definitely recommend it um, instagram yeah yeah so it's um black girl fest so at black girl fest and their um title says celebrating black british women and girls um definitely yeah so if you can go definitely have a look yeah it's sorry that um, i didn't get to go to that but i'm definitely gonna look out for that next yeah because it I does sound like it's quite useful in a wide array yeah, of areas. Yeah, it was good in a very wide array of areas areas sorry and what i would def what i liked about it is it had the seminars so you get your program you could look at the program on their website or their instagram page then what um myself and um my friend did was we circled what we wanted to go to so you can almost map out your day okay so you could map out your day so we did something at three o'clock and then we had something at four o'clock and there was something session, sometimes the set the whole day um let me see now um it started at I would say if you could get there for 9.30, the first session started at 10.15 and it ran till 6. Wow, okay. Yeah, That's it ran like till 7. It's a full day. So um, having and breakfast, lunch guys, stuff, they or? had facilities to purchase lunch. That was the only thing I would say that um, the lunch was provided by the actual calf at the business centre rather than us ourselves. But I can mm. underst understand why that was because Probably. the area for the um, marketplace and the auditorium, if there was eating and stuff going on, in that as well it would have took away from the activities that were taking yeah. place so yes guys i will be back so if you can hear me black girl fest hello
I enjoyed myself. <laughs> and we yeah, may be going as a, as a podcast. Shout out to the organisers. Yes, definitely. definitely. It was really, really good. So, and talking about Black Girl Fest, we know um, October is Black, Black History, History Month. Month. In the UK, that is. Yes. It's February in the US. And um, a lot of people have varied opinions about Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things, we I don't know if we mentioned this. Did we say that we're both teachers? Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah, so we're both um, teachers in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. And um, so a lot of schools kind of use the month as an opportunity to celebrate and share about the history of, of many black figures, uh, UK and otherwise. What I have found over the years is that it tends to be, and this could just be my personal experience with it, it tends to be very often Americanized. Yeah. So people tend to focus on, you know, your Rosa Parks, your Malcolm I X. Think it's changing. It is changing. Slowly. Definitely in mm-hmm. our school. Yeah. Um, we, your we, school in my <laughs> school <laughs> not my my Slight school shade. <laughs> the school that I'm at um, we, we're trying to look more at a wide array of, of yeah. different figures rather than focusing on American yeah. history because we do have a very yep. strong um, black yes. British history there um, is a book actually I'll look it up in a minute so I'll hold that thought um, what I was going to add to that was the first thing I want to say, if we have people of other cultures listening to this, I hope we do. We want to, you know, be out there for everyone to hear. Black history, please write this down, take a picture. Did not start with <laughs> slavery. We were here <laughs> from before we anybody here. became a slave. So that's the first thing I want to say. So in addition to that, I agree with black history being in schools. And it's not necessarily just for black people. It's about educating other races and cultures about our contribution to the world history. Yeah. As yeah. Um, Tindai was saying, a lot of black history is based around American history. But there's history of us all over the world if we would take, you know, just go out and look for it. I think that from a parental point of view, for me, I grew up, I went to a supplementary school growing up. So we did black history every week. It wasn't is, a special is that the week. Saturday school? Yeah, we went to a Saturday school awesome. um, with my brother and myself. So, and a lot of my cousins, to be fair. In fact, all of them, except for the younger ones, we went to a Saturday school. So we did black history all the time. And we had African dancing. We had people from direct African descent that would come and talk to now. us. To yeah, no, it's fine. So I think that, it's something you can explore, but I wanted to say this. Um, there's actually a website called blackhistorymonth.org.uk and it has a plethora of events from London, from up north, down south, east and west, all over the UK that you can go from dancing to comedy to workshops to film. So many different things you can go and see and do. So if you're of the black culture and of the black race, African or Caribbean descent, or you want it. to learn more, take yourself along. And by coincidentally, at the Black Girl Fest, there was not just black girls there. So, you know, we're getting out there, we're doing our thing, we're showing people what we're about. And I would say that's really what black history is about. Not about people stealing our culture and running off with it. Mm-hmm. Slight shade there, but we'll get back onto that big, another big time. Big, big shade, another <laughs> slight shade. A big, big shade, that. <laughs> Why well, you got to make me bust out big laughter? Um, yeah. I would say... My I, well, I grew up in the Caribbean, so I grew up in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Woo-hoo! Big up to Woo-hoo! all the Vincies in the house listening to this. Um, and so because I, the co- community society is predominantly black anyway, well, yeah, um, we didn't have a month dedicated to black history. It was more the history that we learned in school was Caribbean history, was black history. So my encounter with it, has pretty much been since I've been here um, teaching in the UK. And um, I think it's a really great opportunity for people to learn more about who we are as a people. J- Jay, you said uh, you said that <laughs> it doesn't begin with slavery. I agree. You've got Miranda Kaufman. She wrote a book called Black Tudors, The Untold Story which talks about um, black people who lived in England during that time. Uh, and you've got several different references. I remember there was a, um, 
a documentary on BBC. Yes, last year uh, it was amazing. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, so David Olusoga, he's the British historian. He did a whole program or series on um, black people in the UK yeah. and the, the, the whole notion that we were here. We've been We've here. Been here. <laughs> and I think people, our children need to understand that and not and understand that we are not really other. No, we, we are not. and um we we are very much a part of or ingrained in or should be considered to be mm-hmm. ingrained in um British uh, society, which is unfortunate that it really isn't the case. We're we're regarded as a minority, but um that's a whole nother conversation. It is a whole nother conversation, but definitely if you are family orientated or you just wanna get together with your friends, I think it should be celebrated, even though we black all year round. Not just October, <laughs> we don't get melanate melanated. <laughs> melanated. <laughs> that's the word melanated. We don't get our melanin come October, we have it all the time. So just embrace it guys. Like that I wouldn't word, be that, I wouldn't be anything else. That word melanin, I like how it's just coming up now. Like everybody's like, melanin popping, melanin this, melanated. Yes. I like it though. I like the celebration of. Black I think skin. for the younger ones as well. Like, um, for my daughter, as I said before, you guys know by now. I'm a mom. I've said it a few times. I will say it a lot because it's a big part of my life. But my daughter is um more melanated than me. And at first, when she was younger, it was like, oh, why is my skin like this? It was a big issue. So for her, seeing so many um, brown skin girls, as Beyonce would call us, you know, out there, you've got the Naomi's, your Kelly's, and dark skin girls actually doing it and coming to the forefront. It helps those younger girls, you know, us being black, male and female, we come in all shapes, colours, styles, sizes, hair types. We're very, very varied people and we need not to box ourselves in. It's yeah. not just one look. It's a shame know? that it's a shame it, that it, for so happens. many years that we've we've been brought even now and that um that's a lot a lot can be said about that. Yeah. We we've been been brought up to believe that we are inferior, our skin is less than and we should probably do what we can to make it lighter which is bleaching, we yep. all know about that. Yep. Nothing irks me more than when I walk into these shops. It's on front line, bleaching It's front line, cream. fair and, what's it called? Fair and white, white and fair white. Fair and white and all kinds. White skin and I'm just like, skin. why are these on the forefront for everybody to, to just gravitate towards? It really irritates me. Hair shops is the next thing that I would talk about, oh. but probably not in this episode. No. Um, That's a whole other situation. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, I will add, there was a um, a company, I will get the name to you next episode, and this is really bad, guys, I'll do better, but there was a company that um, my friend that I was with bought from, and they clearly said they would not be stocking in any Asian stops, it was a hair product, and it was a hair product whereby, for your lace front wigs, ladies you could um, dye it to the colour of your own skin. So obviously you okay. didn't have that, you know, kind of bright, paler looking yeah. lace. You could actually mix them or spray on. Guys, as you heard, I've got luck, so correct me. <laughs> I might not be describing yeah, this not, quite quite correctly, but however, you could dye the lace of the wig to reflect your skin tone and obviously mm. give it that more natural look. And we was like, oh, where do you retail? Da, 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 da. The lady said straight, the owner, the proprietor, the you know, the entrepreneur said she will not be stocking in Asian um, shops because of the way they treat us and the way that they make so much money from us, but they don't want to treat us right when we come into their, their shops. And all I could do was high-five her because it's true. Like, it it's a big true. issue. That it, and it's nothing to say. Us. It's nothing against, um, you know, these other business cultures. people who are one other cultures or people who generally are trying to make a dollar yeah. like you or a pound sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> you i'm not i'm not bashing them but what i find interesting is that hardly any women no women work no in those women shops work either. in the shops no women work that's in the strange shops. to me yeah because even okay and they're asking you what you need um if i told you would you know can you exactly. Me? Well, some of them know, you know, they they they're like ex. Well, not you, really you know experts, now from selling for so many years, but yeah. you don't actually know how it affects the ins our and hair. Exactly. You don't know the ins and outs of it, so. and you're not really there for you, no, you're not, you just the hair care. You just want the money, so which is a shame. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick plug here. Tinder doesn't know about this, but there's a black lady at the back of the um inside market that sells all our hair needs, people. So you can go to her. Um, if you tell her something that she wants. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the company's called the Wig Gurus Professional, the first and original plant-powered antibacterial luxury lace unit. So it's about um, you colouring your wig for your particular shade and you can look them up on shades. So the Wig Gurus Professional, the Wig Gurus with the at symbol. Talking about wigs, mm-hmm. how do you feel about them? Would you wear one? Yeah. You would? Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to have a bob. <laughs> I wouldn't mind giving it a try. I've always wanted to have a bob, but um, with locks, it would be a bit difficult. But I'm sure there's some wig specialists. Holler at me, people, if that could probably do it. Obviously, it would be a lot to base when you cane roll your hair back for my hair but yeah, be quite thick. my hair gets very dry and I, I still locks within itself is protective but it doesn't protect me from the elements for my hair completely so sometimes I'm just like for me I guess the wig is like the head tie mm-hmm. so if I get my nice material and wrap up my hair but sometimes that can be a bit restrictive and locks I can do a lot with my locks and have a lot of styles but sometimes if you just want that different look I'd yeah, wear a wig I hear that I I'm, I feel a bit complicated when it comes to wigs, I feel like I could, I would wear a natural hair wig. Yeah. And I, a part of me wants to actually try like a nice long, weave front, la- what do you yeah, call it, lace, lace front, front wig. <laughs> She's just as bad <laughs> as me. <laughs> I think I, I would want to try it at least once. Yeah. But then part of me feels like, am I subscribing to European standards? I don't know. It's a, I think, I, I, and I'm not judging yeah. in any way. I have, I've wig. moved away. I just feel like hair is hair. And this is going to sound a bit crude. <laughs> but a mature lady says to me once, hair is hair, it grows everywhere. <laughs> and I won't say the rest of it. I'm sure you can yeah, work out the rest. But yeah, I think hair, is it your beauty? That's that's getting um, conflicted now. At the Black Girl Fest that I mentioned earlier, there's a whole movement of bald-headedness in there. Yeah. Um, black female yeah. culture. And I as we know, that. if you know um, your afrocentrism is that's a word yeah afrocentric, afrocentric yeah. yeah that's um part of our culture as well to have mm. head shaved and wear like headdresses yeah. and, and the braids and the braids so yeah. i think as i said before we're very very versatile in how we wear our hair what we do with it etc etc so um, yeah we've always been that we've way always like been i've that been way. to the when i went to one of the museums in new york they had like this display of different tri african tribes Tribal and they tribes. actually had wigs on display like huge wigs exactly and i found that so fascinating yeah. because that's something that they've been doing yeah. at that time but you and know then what? we still continue with our, our culture and yeah. I, that's what i love about being black the our versatility on the other side um our caucasian counterparts as, as we can say my mama wishes to say oh they've been wearing wigs for years and i never used to believe it but they actually are. they have been wearing wigs for yeah. a long time like if you watch a lot of them actors back in the day that wasn't their hair the same way you know tonguing and straightening and doing all those things to our hair obviously we don't have european hair so we don't know what it's like but i can imagine it can't be doing anything good to mm. their hair either so yeah. you know the beehive hairstyles yes. and having all that big hair that they were wigs as well yeah. in the films and you know the musicals back in the day that came on the tv and things like that so i don't think we should beat ourselves up or feel any way if you want to wear a wig i think if you want to rock it rock it for rock me it and just rock this it is well just me and, and rock it yeah. well and do your yeah. thing and don't be inhibited by other people if you feel like that's how you want to look for today and i do like i have to say i do like the versatility of having a wig i mean you can have red hair blue hair purple hair yes hair for and life. you can protect your hair and underneath you can protect your hair very well i mean i've seen some of my Good friends, their hair grows amazingly under under the protection of a wig. And mm. come and someone come summertime, it's like wig wear. I know their hair is beautiful, big old. My afro. my brother and I had this conversation the other day. Like we were argue, argue, kind of arguing, not arguing, but like debating, I suppose. And his opinion is that why? Okay, fine, wear a wig, but why does it have to be Eurocentric? He, he believes that black women, for whatever reason, were the only um race that actually adopts another um another hairstyle or another hair type to wear as our own um i don't think it's wearing it as our own we fully are aware that our hair's not that way yeah it's just how we want most of us are i think now we live in an enlightened period where there is a whole natural hair movement and everybody's (sighs) 
Well, for but me, for I know there's some people, and it's unfortunate. The problem for me lies when you you can't do without your wig, and you feel like you can't wear your own hair. Mm. That that to me becomes an issue. But if you feel like you're doing it as a protect, like you, whatever reason, like people are entitled to wear whatever they do, want. Yeah. Let me just make that really clear. Yeah. Like don't it's come you. for us. <laughs> yeah, you wear. You know, I'm not judging in any way, but. I think there's a problem when you, the hair that actually grows out of your head, you are for whatever. You don't like it. A you, level of self hate, are you saying? Maybe, yeah. Um, okay. So there is know. a level of that. But for I me, know. I think that when I started to grow my locks, my daughter had locks before me. She doesn't have locks anymore. Yes, yeah, she had locks before me from birth up until she was about 11, 12. Now, I was wearing braids at the time and I had some bright <laughs> blonde braids. I had a mixture of blonde, but I had the blonde right at the front. <laughs> I can just imagine But you. because I grew up, and I wouldn't, not even because, I just wanted to experiment with different braiding, different hairstyles, and I actually learned to braid myself because my parents were very naturalistic. I had natural hair all my life. I wasn't allowed to have braids, perm my hair, curly perm, none of that. So for me... You know, coming into my own, that was very experimental. But mm-hmm. then when I seen my daughter, and then she, I was thinking, she looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm buying hair, putting it in, taking it out, buying hair, putting it in, taking it out. So I thought, Do you know what? Let me be a reflection of her. Let me okay. let her show like her that. that it's okay for to have your natural hair because if I'm making her do it, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So now she's growing to her own. She's a bigger girl, and I'm thinking she knows her worth. She knows her beauty. She knows she can have her own hair and stuff like that. But I do see the stress she goes through of making sure her hair's done. Yes. <laughs> I do see the stress and the expense. And it is a real the expense, stress. people. The expense. It, it doesn't matter what hairstyle it is, yeah. whether it is you go and that's for why people came whether you go for natural. Wig on because yeah. it's just simpler. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've got to remember as well to have a afro type wig that's going to be almost the same maintenance if yes. you've just got a eurocentric wig you can just brush that down and brush go. it but you if you've got an afro central yeah. wig you're gonna have to spritz it up yeah. you're gonna have to make sure the curls yeah. set good so even that within itself you might be making yourself more work and actually defeating the object mm-hmm. of the protective mm-hmm. wig and the easiness so i think that for um men oh men wear wigs there's a whole new <laughs> we shouldn't laugh we shouldn't laugh Sorry. but there's a whole new thing now no like shame, men have got guys. Um, you know lace front wigs for their bald patches mm. the beards the yeah. whole situation I'm here going for on. that like so, if you need to go and fix up you go ahead you well, do what it's you the need same. to do if you're going to run your fingers through a woman's hair and the wig comes off in your hand it's the same thing I could run my fingers through your hair and the wig can come up in my hand and you know that or the be, beard just, the drop beard off just drops off <laughs> So obviously that's a whole new thing that you know we're just seen as females and everyone's like oh men da, 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 da. for me I don't wear one I would wear one but it's not that as I said as I've said before people that know me I'm not actually that bothered about my hair I feel like when I decided to grow my locks and I actually said out loud question for if you, it doesn't the grow the way I want it to grow I'm gonna chop my hair off and start again I'm mm. not afraid to not have any hair yeah. it doesn't bother me it grows in all sorts of places that we don't want it's not that deep once one and I think once you have cut your hair before you feel kind of empowered I know it's a bit of a stereotype but <laughs> you do feel a little bit empowered to just do whatever because it's just hair it will grow back you know we can't let it control us like india iris says we are not our hair we're so much more i am not my hair Woo! (laughs) (laughs) what was your question um the question was do you feel like people treat you differently based on your hairstyles so for me i would say yes because when i wear braids Mm -hmm. i get complete i get different reactions when I wear an afro, I get different reactions. And when my hair was straightened, I would get different reactions from different people. Um, um, I would say yes. I would say people that have always known me from childhood kind of would have said, oh, that's what I expected you to do because that's what my parents kind of instilled in me to be natural and da 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 And my mum also had locks at one point as well. I'm from that whole wind rush rasta movement coming yes. up through that whole situation black saturday power. school black power all that stuff so people that know me from early on would probably expect me to eventually grow locks um it's not something i thought about when i was a child i just wanted to have you know the um the brandy bob braids and all yes. these type of things i wanted to do Everybody but i don't i don't know if i wanted it because i wasn't allowed to have it 
So that's mm-hmm. the first thing. But I would definitely say yes. When I've had the blonde braids or I've had um, silky braids or even when I um, had natural hair and would go to the hair salon and get it silk pressed, all different responses. But again, that's the beauty of our hair. We can yeah, have I different like responses. Yeah. We can have different yeah. looks and different looks in terms of how we perce- how we want to project ourselves to the outside world. Mm-hmm. But then it comes back again, like how do they then receive us? Re- how do they but who's looking it? to be received and exactly. perceived? I'm exactly. not actually interested in how it's like, oh, when you, you want to perceive like, me. For, for me, it's like when you wear braids, oh, your hair looks gorgeous. You look so different. But you and look I'm the like, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah so... Definitely. Guys, we're going to wrap up now. Thank you for having us. So good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever time. Good night. Have a, a wonderful time, day, lesson, night, season. whatever it is. And we'll hit you back again soon. Um, You can follow <laughs> us. Please I'm hit, hit us up um, um, on Exaniel's podcast on Instagram and yeah. also on Twitter. Okay. So give us a follow, like, and subscribe. Yes, hunty. Okay, well, guys. Not subscribe. We're not on YouTube yet. No, we're not. Maybe, yeah. maybe we don't want to show you our faces, but that's another story. Peace out. <laughs>